Our lesson number 21 of Bible Doctrine, I, I pray that you will take time to realize what justification is really all about. It's like a little word exonerated, no longer held accountable. No longer is it held against you. You know, I, I looked this word up, justification, and and in the dictionary, I mean, it, it come, you have to come all the way down to the fourth definition, where the Bible says, or where the dictionary says, the Christian belief that people are absolved from all sin if they believe in Jesus Christ, that is, as God sees it. We know that we're not perfect. We know that we do not come to a place where all of a sudden justification has brought us perfection. No, it's not so in our human lives, is it? But it is so with our soul. Our soul itself is so perfected upon our salvation because of justification that when this soul leaves this body, we are ushered right into the very presence of the Almighty. I think about those that have been saved by the grace of God who have left our presence. I think about those who have, who have maybe left without any, any knowledge of things going on or around them or anything. But yet when they got there, they met their Redeemer face to face. Oh, what joy. In the Strong's Concordance, that word justification just simply is defined as an act of righteousness. And I want to know, I want you to know tonight that that act of righteousness was performed on us by Jesus Christ Himself. That's what brought us justification. So oftentimes when you look, when you're looking for definitions and whether you're looking in a dictionary or whether you're looking in a Greek or Hebrew rendering of, of words, listen, you need to know what thus saith the Lord, amen. You need to know because sometimes man's definition does not jive with God's word. If you can use such a word as that, that's an old word, isn't it? That goes back way back to the 60s and 70s. <laughs> I, remember, I remember my dad told me one time, he said, son, that just don't jive. I'd, I'd done something I shouldn't have, and uh, he let me know real quick that that wasn't the right thing to do. <laughs> but as I sat and I think about this word justification, I think about our doctrinal study and, and where we're going from here. We know that in last week we were dealing with the, the, the atonement covering, the actual blood that covers us. Tonight we're dealing with justification because of that covering that is upon us. Next week, Lord willing, or not next week, week after next, we will, by God's grace, look at the term reconciliation. That is where we are reconciled to God. In other words, we can be a friend of God. We're no longer enemies. And it all comes back to the work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. In Ephesians chapter 2, I'm going to begin reading here at verse 1. I want you to think about this now as we read this. The Bible says, And you hath he quickened, 
who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh with the children of worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, more by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And again, some of the most beautiful words you'll ever see in Scripture, but God. But God intervened, amen? But God, who is rich in mercy, wherewith for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This all is covering the work of justification because without that work of justification, we wouldn't be in those heavenly places today. We wouldn't be able to come into the very presence of the Almighty without the justification that has been laid upon our account. That in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, made nigh by the blood of Christ. For He is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in His flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in Himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that He might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. In Romans, in chapter 5, if you'll back up here for just a moment. Romans in chapter 5 and verse 1, the Bible says this, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, as we bow before your throne, we do thank you for the blessed privilege of gathering here again tonight to worship in spirit and truth with your family. Lord, I pray that you'll bless our congregation this evening. Lord, I pray that you would make your presence known in this house by touching the ears and hearts of each and every hearer that is here. Lord, let us recognize these old doctrines for what they are, the truth. 
And help us to realize, dear God, that we're justified because of what Jesus Christ done for us on the cross of Calvary. Making that atoning covering for us. Therefore, when you look at us, what you see is the blood that covers or atones. Therefore, justification comes. The freedom from the wrath to come. The freedom, Lord, from the oppression of conviction. Father, I pray tonight that you would bless this congregation again. May your name be lifted up and may your name be praised. And we ask that you forgive us our sin in Christ's name. Amen. If you'll turn with me to the book of Romans in chapter 4 and verse 1 through 7, I want to read this and I want you to just, again, consider our topic tonight of justification. What shall we say then to these things? Or excuse me, I was thinking about another verse. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to flesh hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereunto to glory, but not before God. For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is a reward, not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Now, we drop on down to verse 7. The Bible says this. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. The Bible goes on to say in verse 25, who was delivered for our offenses, speaking about Jesus Christ, the Lord. And raised again for our justification. In other words, everything that was done on Calvary, the shedding of His blood, was done that we might be justified. That we that are born again and saved by God's grace tonight may sit here in peace knowing that God's wrath will never spill out over us because we are under the blood of Jesus. That's what justification is all about. Justification is the knowledge that your sins have been thrown behind the shoulders of the, of the God of heaven. Now, there's a scripture that reads that and, and it also talks about the sins that are as far as the east is from the west. There in the book of Psalm. But I ask you tonight, when we're dealing with this word justification, aren't you thankful tonight? That you stand before Him just as though you had never sinned. I mean, now again, I'm talking about only the penal judgment of God. That's the only thing that I want you to understand tonight. That we stand just in His sight for. The penal condemnation which would send us to hell is relieved because we are under the blood. Now... That does not say that your sin is not, going to be, is not going to be dealt with. As a matter of fact, the Bible speaks about the, the fact that God the Father chasteneth those whom He loves. And why would He chasten you? Because of unrighteousness. 
because of sin and unforgiven sin in our lives. And the reason why it's unforgiven because it's it's unconfessed. You oftentimes we look at things and we do things and we think, well, if I don't confess it, I don't have to face it. But you'll face it. One way or the other, God's going to get His just rewards from you. But now, as far as the penal judgment is concerned, our going to hell, that is, that is taken care of through justification. We no longer have to worry about the wrath of God, as I said, pouring out upon us because we stand before Him covered in the blood of Christ and therefore the shield is there for us and the wrath of God will not be coming upon us because we stand justified in His sight. We have a right standing with God. That's what justification is, having the right position with God. So tonight, as we look at this, and I want you to think about this, He sees only the covering or the atoning blood of His Son. And this is what brings about the justification of our lives and in our lives. You know, had it not been for Jesus Christ dying on the cross of Calvary for our sins, we would still be on our way to a devil's hell. And I say that in, in this day and in this dispensation of grace. And I want you to understand that what I'm about to say is not saying there was another way of salvation before because there wasn't. The Bible says even of Abraham, he believed it was accounted unto him for righteousness. But yes, he believed and done what God told him to do and that was where he was justified. Doing and believing what God said. So tonight as we look at this word justification, we understand that justification is an act that God freely commits to his children, to those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The covering has been applied. You know, we go back and we think about the things that we pray and, and the reason why we're even able to pray, as I often say, is because of what Jesus Christ done for us at Calvary. In the shedding of His blood, as He, as he left that, that mortal body that He was given, He went to heaven with His own blood and there applied it to the mercy seat, giving us atonement giving us access into the very holy of holies. You see, used to, as I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, that was only meant for the high priest in the Old Testament days. He was the only one that could enter into the holy of holies. As a matter of fact, nobody else could even watch him do it. He had to listen for him to do it. As the bells would chime upon his skirt of his, of his robe as he was going in and, and, and taking the hyssop and applying it to the mercy seat. Listen, they, as long as they heard those bells chiming, they knew that the work of, of reconciliation was going, of atonement, of atonement was going on. What he would do, he would go into the Holy of Holies, a place where the ordinary person was never allowed to go. Not even the priest, but only the high priest. He was the only one allowed to do that. Jesus Christ became our high priest. Jesus Christ became our high priest and at Calvary, He took His own blood and made an offering for our sins. 
and opened up the door for us. You know who opened up? Who opened up that avenue for us? God did. How did He do it? Listen, it's a very simple, a simple picture, and God give you a picture very plainly in the book of Matthew. In chapter 27, when the temple veil was rent from top to bottom, that was signifying that God was satisfied with His Son's own sacrifice, and therefore justification was allowed to take place because the atoning blood was beginning to flow upon all. Now secondly, I want to ask this question, why do we need this justification? And this is a very simple reason and a very, a very um, maybe you think, uneducated thought, but because sin, we all need that justification. The Bible says in the book of Romans in chapter 3 and verse 10, for, a, for a, let me just turn there before I read the quote the wrong scripture. In verse 10 it says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. That meant, and what that meant, that, that's for every person who has ever been born into this world. Because the Bible says that the first Adam spread that sin disease throughout all the world. Not just at the time, but every child that's ever been born into this world was born into sin. Every child, all the way up to the last one that's just been born, and to the last one that was just conceived, it was conceived in sin. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. So as we look at that, we understand that all need justification because of sin. Romans in chapter 3 and verse 23, the Bible says here, For all again have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6 and 23, the Bible says here, For the wages of sin is death, so therefore there has to be justification because without it the wrath of God is going to spill out and it's going to fall on man's shoulders. The wrath of God. Did you ever consider that? Jonathan Edwards was it that wrote the famous book, In the Hands of an Angry God? Have you really ever considered not just an angry God, but a God that's filled with wrath? Wrath because of the sins that this world is, is emitting even today, even this morning, to see the sins of the unnatural affection take place and spill over. No, I don't understand such things, but I know this. The wrath of God one day is going to be poured out because of it. And it's going to be poured out upon all the ungodly, or in other words, all those who have never repented of their sins and trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior because they've never stood justified before God. Because they never received the atoning covering, the blood that Jesus spilled on Calvary. Death and sin has passed upon all of us through Adam and Eve. Therefore we stand in sins and we are separated from God because of our sin which we inherited and in which we practice freely because of the fall. Yes, I said we practice sin freely, especially before salvation. Sad to say, many so-called Christians, they practice it freely after 
their so-called salvation. But the Bible says that sin shouldn't have dominion over us once we're saved by God's grace. Oh, my friend today, justification goes a long way. Justification goes a long way. And what it does, it's bringing, it's bringing that, that freedom from God's wrath to all those who will come unto it. Thirdly, tonight we see the remedy for sinners. Romans 5, 8 and 9, the Bible says, But God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Folks, right there is everything. Tonight, if you're here and you're a sinner and you're not saved by God's grace, I'm a sinner. I just happen to be saved by God's grace. If you've never been saved by God's grace, you're a sinner on your way to a devil's hell. You need to know Jesus tonight. You need to have that atoning covering applied to your life that you could stand before God just. There's only one way to stand just in the eyes of God, and that's with the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, covering you. John 3, 16, it is very plain, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, I'm so thankful for God's Word. The justification relieves me from all wrath that is yet to fall on the ungodly. But you know what? It was going to fall on me. God's vengeful wrath. You say, why is He vengeful? Because of sin. Because of a rejection of His Son, Jesus Christ, that makes Him vengeful. That brings His wrath out. There was the way. But you know what? There wasn't a soul from Adam and Eve all the way to the end that was willing to take it. Nobody was willing to call upon the name of the Lord. Now that's Bible. So what did he do? In his mercy, he reached down and he started getting some of us. He's bringing us up out of the miry pit and putting us upon a, a solid foundation. He's making us aware of the atoning covering. And He does so through the quickening of the mind and of the spirit and body. And He brings us to life and He causes us to see that we need a Savior. And then we, we believe the, what the Scriptures say. We believe on the Scriptures. We, we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior. We repent of sin. The yeah, blood's applied, has been applied. And now there's justification. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 18, the Bible says, Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Where do you stand tonight? Are you saved by the grace of God? Do you stand before Him just? I mean, folks, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's a scary subject to even mention. Standing before the holy God of heaven. Can you just imagine? I can't imagine that. I get nervous. You know, as I was preaching that funeral today, man, my knees, I was nervous. 
I get nervous every time I come behind a pulpit because I know the awesome responsibility of, of standing and giving the truth of, the, of God's Word. I know that. And it, it makes me aware. What if God were to make you aware of His wrath tonight? The message I preached years ago on the ascending smoke made me think. It made me think about the loved ones that I love. It made me think about my son and my daughter as they're standing on the brink of woe and on the brink of disaster. And the only thing between them and hell is the hand of a a fearful God. I would want to stand before Him just as though I'd never sinned. Amen. Amen. Just as though I'd never sinned. Lastly tonight, we see what being justified means to humanity. A right standing with God. That's what justification really is. It puts you in the right place with God. Some place that you can't place yourself, it's got to be placed, you've got to be placed there by God. God says you're on the right side. The Bible says, and, and, and you go back and you go back to the book of Psalm and 103 here for just a moment with me. I want you to know what justification means to you. I don't know what kind of life that you have had. I mean, I've only been a part of your lives for 18 years. I don't know what was before that. I don't know really what's after that because I don't go around snooping trying to get up all the information I can. I know some preachers that are like it. I just let God and the Holy Spirit take care of that. Amen. But this one thing I do know. Those things that are in my life. I sit here tonight and I look up and all I can do is say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you that they're no longer in your sight. You stand just before Him. Think of the most, the most wicked sin that you've ever committed. You, you know, for some of you, it may not be that much. But for some of us, it was pretty much. Think about it. If you're saved by the grace of God, even that sin is as, it's as far as the east is from the west. It's no longer visible in God's eye. You say, well, how's that? Since God is the God of, of all gods, and He's, a, he's the most, he's, a mo, he's the all-knowing God. God chooses not to see that. You see what I'm saying? That's what justification does for you. What does the Bible say here in Psalm 103? Now look at this with me as I come to a close. Psalm 103, verse 10, down through verse 12. Notice what it says here now. The Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so far as He removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear Him. There's the Father's compassion. There's the compassion of a loving Father who says, those who come unto me, I I won't hold you no longer accountable for he knoweth our frame and he remembereth that we are dust 
But don't you think as you look at that Psalm 103 and verse 10 that He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west? I don't know about you, but that, that's joy to my heart. In the book of Isaiah, I believe it is, in chapter 43, The Bible says in verse 25, I listen to the pages and I like hearing the pages. It lets me know you're not just taking my word for it, you're taking God's word for it, amen. But the Bible says, as the Lord speaks, I, even I, am He that blotteth out thy transgressions from mine own sake, and will not remember thy sins. Justification. He says, I'm the one that done that. And that word blot, it is as if to take on a white piece of paper, you've got, a, you've got some color up here that's written, and when he's blotted it out, it's a color that completely overrides anything that's under it. You cannot see it. That's what he's done with our sin. Verse 22 of, of Psalm 40, or Isaiah 44, he says, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. So he says, return unto me. For I have redeemed thee. Now, folks, I don't know what you get out of justification, but to me, it means everything. I remember back growing up as a, as a boy, young teenage boy. You know how young teenage boys are. I mean, I remember old brother Lewis Clark used to say, boys will be boys. Sometimes worse than that. There's times I didn't want my mom and dad to find out what I was doing. Oh, I was afraid to, that they was going to find out. I mean, I was, I was always, I was always fearful of that, that they're going to find out one day. It might be one day down the road, maybe, maybe twenty, thirty years down the road, they're going to find that out. And you know what? That'd break my heart. But God says I've blotted them out. You're not going to know it. Dear, I'm, I'm not even going to think about it. They're blotted out. As he said there in verse 25, it is that he will not remember them anymore. Child of God tonight, you're blessed because justification. And that all come about because of his atoning covering. Listen. Next week we're going to look at, at reconciliation. We'll understand exactly what it means. How it, all the puzzles going to fit together. When you have these sister doctrines that are dealing with salvation, they all fit together like a puzzle. I mean they fit. Reconciliation is the one that's going to make us, once again, friends with God. That's what it means to be reconciled. Everything's all right. 
You know, I've had lost men to tell me that all the time. Me and God's all right. We're like this. Not with a lost man. You need to be reconciled before that comes about. You need to be justified. You need to have the blood applied. And I pray tonight that that is come so in our own house. May the Lord save souls and may He save lives. And let us all rejoice in the fact that we stand as though we had never sinned before God.